Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach. Join with me, as always, by my friend and co-host, Mr. Chris Maitland. Chris, how the heck are you doing there, guy? Outstanding. Just, just thrilled on a Friday night to talk football with you from another state. This is a new wrinkle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So right now, folks, I am currently not in Massachusetts. I am in Fairfield, Connecticut. Tomorrow, I will be commentating on Next Level Rugby, the Liberty Conference Championships for the uh, – Yeah, absolutely loving it. I am getting the team up with the the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mike McCarthy, will be in the booth with me. And I will also be joined by New England Free Jacks head coach – Mr. Joshua Smith for one of those uh, games. So that's a little that's that's all the rugby we'll be we'll be talking. Uh, you know, promise, Chris. I don't want to don't want to get you too out of your element. You, you don't want to alienate me too much. That's very nice of you. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's weird though when I said that. I make it seem like we record this in the same place every week. Like somehow, yes, we're both in the same state. But I make it uh, by by saying that oh, you're not here, you're out of the state. Makes it seem like we're in the same fucking room when we record, which is not the case. Yeah, no, uh, we're, we're roughly four and a half, five miles away from one another uh, when recording the normal show. By four and a half, f- by five, f- four and a half, five miles, he means four and a half or five inches. Because we're actually, that that was a lie. We're actually in the yeah, back to back. Back to back, yeah. But we, we yeah. give off the illusion of a webcast. We if, give off the if, illusion of. We, if we, there's we, any Rick and Morty fans out there, uh, if you're familiar with the Worm, with the Worm Brothers who, are, who filmed the cooking show and the new show at the same time, it's kind of like that. Yeah, we 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 uh, put it an exorbitant amount of time into set decoration on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Probably so more though, than anything. Even though we're in the same space, <laughs> we we make sure that both sides of the room are different from a lighting perspective and and a uh, random knickknack perspective, as as well as audio too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, to give you guys a little bit of background on this show, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League as well as the decoration of our respective apartments. You can feel free to hit us up in the comments section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse, and also online where you can hit us up on Twitter at EOFantasy and on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. That's where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris. Also, look us up on your podcast provider right now and add the show because we're no longer on EOD's normal feed, so it's wicked important that you guys give us a like and a follow. So without further ado, Chris, on with the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go. We're talking assault for two hours? We're talking assault? assault? I mean, there was an assault last night on a a football field in in, in Cleveland. I don't know if you knew that. You mean a guy trying to throw a helmet away, but the, the mask getting caught on his fingers and it lands on a dumb guy's head? Yeah, don't 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 even get me started. Free Miles Garrett, screw Mason R- Rudolph. Oh, but oh, come b- on. before, oh, oh, no, Jesus before, Christ, right, really? You were you're, you're gonna side base of Rudolph? Before we get into this rant, <laughs> here's the rundown. We're gonna give you our personal fantasy weeks. Chris is going to talk over some waiver wire targets. I guess we weren't going to have a special segment of the week, but I guess we are now. Then hits and whiffs, stardom, sit em, final thoughts. So, Chris, before I have a stroke on this, tell me about your personal fantasy week. Um, 
Are you, are you, are you, you say you don't want to have a stroke? I, I don't have. I don't, oh, oh, wait a second. You beat me, this week, you son of a bitch. Uh, that's right, exactly, motherfucker. That's what you get. You say you didn't want a stroke by talking about uh, Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, so now you want to have a stroke about your own failure. Um, yeah, I went back to four. I, I, I had an undefeated week this week. Um, most notably, I beat Liam uh, thanks to. Uh, I mean, like, was, Dakota Prescott. now, how does it feel losing to a team that had 67 or 66 total scrimmage yards from the running back position? It, it felt awful. <laughs> it, it felt awful. And that's why I completely and totally thought I had the game won. I'm pretty sure, what was it, Chris? I think at your lowest point, you had like a 12 or even like a 10% chance to beat me. Of course, Dak goes off yeah. at 31 points. And who was yeah. your other guy who went off? I had I well Dak was really the only guy, guy that went off, but I had solid performances from Jamison Crowder and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I, I had a solid yeah, performance from the Cowboys defense as well, but apparently that wasn't oh, yeah, enough. The, Cow- the Cowboys defense did awesome. They got you like one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, they, oh, they no, really. Where's the Cowboys defense? It was it was Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, I'm pretty sure. Or no, Evan God. Play. Hold on, I keep on confused. Somebody on the Vikings got got me a lot of points, and it ended up killing me. The Vikings? It Dude, was. The, I mean, I, I don't know. Hold I'm, I'm holding. I'm so. I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm you're on, definitely I'm, confusing because I was. I don't have any Vikings that are healthy. Yeah. Adam Adam Thielen, I have, but obviously he's, he's inactive at the moment. Oh, okay. Hold on. Sorry, I'm. I'm just confusing leagues right now. You're, yes, you're. Yes. Yeah. Dallas. Dallas. Well, you're also confusing performances because Dallas's defense play got got like literally one and a half points. Like they had an absolute trash bag of a performance. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Absolutely. Hold on. So now, now I actually have to go back. All right. So I got great performances out of Jarvis Landry, Harrison My, Bucker, and Michael Thomas. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, mediocre. Baker Mayfield, twenty-one points, not bad. For Mayfield, that's exceptional. Yeah. For, so, but for you, thirty-one point eight points for, from Dak Prescott. 8.6 from uh, Robinson, uh, 13 from Kelsey, 14 from Crowder, 14 yeah. from the Chicago defense. So, yeah. yeah. Godwin did fine, too. He got 76 yards, it, I believe. Yeah, I'm just like – the fact that Kelsey got all those points, that Crowder got all those points, absolutely. Well, because well, Jamison Crowder, because uh, last week last because week, he, he was waving for my bench, so I decided to put him into the lineup for a second straight week, and look what happens. Yeah, well – We're pal. Cole Beasley was like that with me in another We're league. Pal. He actually got me over the hump. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I, I, I went one and two in leagues this, this this week. I'll just put that out there. Well, it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you had to win somewhere. But I, I would like to thank mostly obvious brain Dakota Prescott, three TDs, almost 400 yards. Pick on the last play of the game, but that's all well and good because I already had the game in the bag, so it was fine. But I was very pleasantly surprised seeing my because uh, I I think going into the Cowboys game because you had their defense and I had Prescott, I think I had about a 30 percent chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Or thirty-five percent chance of winning, and then Dak Elson came out, balled out, got me the win, which is good because I need, I, I absolutely need it. I'm now seven and three, and I have a brutal matchup against the uh, the uh, lone undefeated team. And I had uh, James F and Connor last night go out there when he wasn't friggin' healthy. Also, I'll, I'll, I'll go off about that. My, my final thoughts is going to be entirely dedicated to James Connor, so I'll just I'll take care of that <laughs> later. But I'm not too thrilled with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, right now or him. Uh, so thanks. Well, the Pittsburgh cool. Steelers aren't thrilled with a whole lot of stuff right now. But again, I guess we have a surprise. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. 
I, I wouldn't imagine so, but uh, yeah, I needed that win, and I'm glad I got it because that gives me a much better chance of making the playoffs now because I got a rough schedule coming up, and now I got Connor's stupid ass is probably hurt again and gonna miss a more mm-hmm. couple. Right, right, of course, of course, of course, he gets hurt right before they play the friggin' Bengals again. That that that's awesome, and that and that just like stout, stout, stout run defense. So yeah, well, thankfully, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how that yeah. goes. But uh, I'm sorry, I, that, that that's likely gonna be our our only showdown of the season in that league because you're you're on um, your teeter now. The playoffs are looking pretty unattainable for you at this point in time. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to really win out and have some really lucky breaks with other people. Yeah, but it is possible that I somehow get knocked out of the playoffs and end up being like the top seed in the poop bowl. So that oh, yeah, we, we, we could we could meet there. We could meet there. I don't want to get a. I think mathematically, only like two or three people in a whole league are actually out out. That's yes, I believe that's correct. I believe that that would be the commissioner and uh, Johnny. Or, yeah, or, um, I mean, but, I, but I since, since when has Commissioner Jimmy ever had a good fantasy season? If, if I'm not he's mistaken, having, his league—I don't know. He's having an excellent season in my league that I'm the commissioner in, but not, not, not in his own league. I don't know. I wasn't in it last year, so I couldn't tell you. But uh, yeah, he seems in his own league. He seems to be kind of cursed. Oh no, I was I was in that two quarterback league with you last year. Yeah, I, no, Jimmy won that. Yeah, he won that. Yeah, I I came mildly close on the on that because I'm a quarterback junkie. No, sorry, that was two years ago. You were in the league. Because last year I was, I literally ran. I did it again last year, and I did not do it again. I had a four man league last year that Jimmy won. <laughs> I highly recommend four man four man leagues are stupid competitive. I'm not. Well, that's not. Sure you probably score a million points again. Exactly. Game. Everybody's team is like pretty much like it's basically like negligible. The difference in quality. It was basically like everybody finished like one or two games over 500. It was awesome. It was. I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. It was incredibly competitive. You know what? I honestly might do that. You know what? Let, let, let's put it out there. We might have a four man EO fantasy <laughs> next <league>. year. Four. <laughs> yeah, we're doing It's going to be me, you, Corey, and you know what? You guys are going to vote on the earful of uh, earful of dirt host. To uh, uh, to, to yeah. be the fourth man, next, we're gonna get yeah. Aaron Castro. We're gonna bring you in. Get, get excited next summer, guys! This is gonna be riveting stuff. We're gonna <laughs> we'll have this voting process next summer, and we'll do a crazy four man league. You know, we all, we'll make it. We'll go completely at it. Make it go, yeah, like completely crazy. We'll do like full PPR. <laughs> PPR, PPC, yeah, PPC, PP, yeah, no PPC point, point, for, point, for point, quarterbacks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Points per reception for quarterbacks. Points every. Attempts. Points every every touchdown's fifty points. Mm-hmm. No, and <laughs> one one point for every one yard. Oh yeah. Oh. So every it's it's gonna be like every there's gonna be tens of thousands of points scored. Every we're, we're gonna get an email from Roger Goodell just being like fucking enough guys. Yeah. <laughs> get on ruining the competitive. Ah. Yeah. You want, yeah. You want to move on to the waiver wire uh, now? I think we can move on to the waiver wire there. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Chris, tell us about some. All right. Again, reminder for the out there. Uh, every Tuesday night, except for this week when I forget, um, I, I had so I had something going on Tuesday night. I forgot to post like one of those weeks where I'm where I'm not a, a busy body every week uh, or, or forgetful. They will uh, so they will be out. Uh, uh, five thirty between five five thirty Eastern uh, on Tuesday nights. You will you can uh, uh, anyways leading off this week. Uh, Noah Fant of the Denver Broncos uh, before the bye he had a, he had his breakout game uh, with three receptions, one hundred fifteen yards, and a TD. He seems to have a good rapport with uh, baby hands Brandon Allen. So and the Broncos got nothing. I mean they got nothing to play for at this point in time. So they I mean, they might as well keep uh, see it was uh, test out their first round draft pick. 
you officially you officially can't put down any quarterback with the last name Allen this season, unless of course it's Ryan Mallett. <laughs> of course. Of course. So yeah. yeah, so so him and Brandon Allen seem to have a good rapport. So, 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 there's an inside joke that is not with you, and I'm only realizing that right now. Yep, um, you, got, you got me real confused. Yeah, so, sorry. Yes. Never mind, folks, on that. I will explain to you after that, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ryan Mallett is, is uh, hopefully somewhere, wherever he is right now, hopefully he's flying commercial to a game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when they did Ryan, that to him? When he missed, I, I, I don't, no, I don't when think Ryan Mallett, he, he, no, he, he missed the flight. Remember, remember when he, he missed the flight and they fl- – can I tell you – the concept of professional athletes, particularly in in leagues that are really, really like wealthy and they have team planes, flying commercial to a game is hysterical to me. Like I'm just imagining like Ryan Mallet going through like baggage claim, and like there's Ryan Mallet like flying like Delta, so so like spirit. Baltimore for the they game. He's on a Southwest flight. He ends up he gets to that lady ends up in like the last seat of the plane. That, that that I don't know. That's just wicked funny to me. Even when they sent Deshaun, or Deshaun Watson couldn't fly because his 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 lungs because he popped his lung, mm-hmm. and they sent him on a bus to Jacksonville. Well, yeah, that's but, funny too. That's, could, less, that's less but, pathetic. That's medical. Like no no no. It's, no well that was obviously uh, justified because of the medical problem. It's still funny to me just imagining like Deshaun Watson going on a Greyhound bus to a game. It's not nearly yeah, but, as funny as Ryan Mallett flying commercial. I also don't think it was a Greyhound bus. I think it was like a team bus. I'm pretty sure he was pretty pampered on whatever they mode said, of transportation. No, you're right. It was a Peter Pan bus. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I misspoke. I misspoke. It was anyway. a Fenway bus. Do they have you, well, you 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 lived in you lived in Houston before you moved back here. Do they have do they have Fenway buses in Houston? And why? Uh, I I can't quite recall. There was definitely a lot of tourist buses, but I was often going, move the fuck out of the way. I, I had Massachusetts so Place, so that gave me kind of like the right yeah. of way just to cut people off down there. Yeah. You, you mean to tell me you weren't traveling by the most hazardous public transportation you could possibly take in the form of a Fenwa bus? Well, just driving on the Beltway 8 in, in Houston is pretty much the most dangerous form of transportation you can take. So I was right on the but- line. But throw that. But basically, what if you were throwing a ride, uh, driving on the Beltway Eight? It essentially what is the bus equivalent of a Ford Pinto? <laughs> that might be a little bit more dangerous. <laughs> I mean, that helps the danger factor. You know, what would be more dangerous, Chris. What would happen to us from our fans if you didn't finish the waiver wire list? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, so next off, it. next off, Brian Hill, uh, running back for the Atlanta Falcons. Devontae Freeman has a uh, has a foot issue right now. I believe it's a sprain. He's gonna be out for. He's already been ruled out for Sunday. He's gonna be out for two to three weeks in general. And uh, Liam's good friend, you know, Smith is out for the season. So Brian Hill uh, is the uh, number one back there in Atlanta. He had seventy two yards and a touchdown of relief that last week. So he should be a solid RB two option the next few weeks while Freeman uh, nurses back to health. You're gonna say something about Edo Smith, your good friend. Uh, uh- I mean, I, I, I do want to say something, but I'm just trying to keep us on time. So maybe I'll say something at the All end. All right. All right. And now the uh, the uh, next up, we have the uh, streaming against the, uh, uh, the Bengals uh, pick of the week, and that would be the uh, Raiders defense. I mean, they're obviously the Raiders defense is not very good, but they're playing the Bengals. So there you go. That, that, that's, that's the whole thing right there. That's the, that, that's the whole detailed explanation. <laughs> but uh, um, Yes. I'm just going to say for the sake of Edo Smith, he has so much talent. This is a guy who could catch the ball out of the backfield and actually run it between the tackles, but he just has, I don't, I don't 
No, it's cheeseburger Eddie syndrome. Or no, 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 it's Trent Richardson syndrome, where he <laughs> takes the wrong cut at the wrong time. He has so much athletic ability, but there's just something right. mentally about him that right. doesn't allow him to put himself in the right position. So that's all I'm going to say about Edo Smith. I, I thought you were going to say that he sold cheeseburgers when he when he was in prison. <laughs> that, that that's why he was. That's why he had cheeseburger Eddie syndrome. <laughs> it's not easy being cheesy. Um. Easy. Anyways, so. <laughs> Uh, so ne- next up, uh, Debo Samuel. Uh, obviously, the 49ers, uh, everybody is dead right now. George Kittle's uh, doubtful for this weekend. Emmanuel Sanders uh, said he's thinking about playing. He's going to try to play. Sorry, he's going to pl- try to play this week against the Cardinals. But he's banged up. And uh, Samuel obviously pretty much uh, leaves him as the only healthy body because Lord knows Dante Pettis isn't going to do anything. <laughs> so uh, Debo Samuel coming off of the, uh, his career best game against the Seahawks last week. Uh, eight catches, 112 yards. Uh, he's obviously still raw. He's a rookie, and he'll make some screw-ups. But, if he, I mean, he if, if Garoppolo is actually, like, completing passes, he should be a, a decent flex play for the time being. Obviously erratic, volatile, a little bit, bit volatile because he's a rookie. But I, I like Samuel. I think he's a good – I think he's a solid pickup. And uh, last but not least, the, the, this pick looks great after last night, uh, James Washington. Now, prior to last night, he actually I, – I should be fair to James Washington. Because even though Mason Rudolph played absolutely – showing up. You know, that, that chemistry he, that supposedly was coming from OSU. That they he, played together at Oklahoma State, exactly. Uh, but it's funny. But James Washington, even though Mason Rudolph put together one of the worst games by any any quarterback has had this season, uh, James Washington surprisingly somehow still got 49 yards in that game. Which, considering that how badly Rudolph played, that's a miracle. Well, for the PBR uh, prior to, um, as well, he did much. He only had three, ca- he had th- he had three catches. He had three catches for 49 yards last week. But, um, about eight points, you know, not bad. Yeah, not, not not bad, not bad. And, but prior to last night, he had he had fifty plus yards in three of the fire uh, three of the prior four games. And uh, last week he had six catches for ninety yards. So it looked like Washington was trending in the right direction. I still hate Washington. I think he has obviously because of the whole Oklahoma State thing. Him and Rudolph are have a good report. Schuster got a concussion last night too, which I think kind of ups his value. And Deontay Johnson also got a concussion last night. Uh, let's check out. I mean that that was there, there was a lot of injuries <laughs> uh, going into this. Yeah, game. not not. Pretty, yeah. Basically, if you if you uh, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, your head was not uh, not safe last night. Mm-hmm. Except, unless you're James Washington, <laughs> and also, he made it out on it, it should be worth noting, though. However, though that uh, as opposed to the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers actually have a very good rapport or not rapport, a history of developing wide receivers, and that's why a lot they of do. people when he got when he got drafted, they were like, "Oh, this is the perfect place uh, for James Washington to land." And then when Mason Rudolph came along yep. as as that as that high second round pick, they were like. Well, this is just absolutely perfect, but unfortunately, they just they just have not seen that chemistry pop off the field quite yet. But you also no. have to think that dude, these guys weren't exactly practicing like with the same teams like all the time in practice. I'm sure you know Washington was probably seeing time with the ones and with the twos while Rudolph was running the scout team along with Dobbs because Dobbs was the number yeah. two in training camp, and so, so Dobbs probably had, a, had Dobbs probably had a better rapport with Washington than uh, than Mason Rudolph even had. That's 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 it's certainly possible because I suppose says Rudolph and, and Washington haven't played together in three years and a uh, couple years now, so that's also doesn't help. But uh, it also I also also think I think but I think the main factor is that Mason Rudolph is terrible. So I mean I mean who knows if James Washington is anything, but I think I'm pretty confident that Mason Rudolph sucks. I, even I, after I five think six I, games, I think the jury is still out on him. I think he's got a really good pocket presence. I think he can fire oh, some God. really good mid mid range passes. He, Unfortunately, he it, can to the other team. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what's got. I was unfortunately, it's the decision making that's just not all the way there. Anyway, oh, God. 
Well, one thing, about Mason, one thing about Mason Rudolph, there's a lot of hits and whiffs with his game, just like with me and Chris and picking uh, yep. our starting sit-ums. So moving on to the next segment of the show, hits and whiffs. I'm going to start this off. Yeah, Last week I told you guys to start Kyler Murray. Turns out that was actually a pretty good decision. Three touchdowns, one interception, roughly 46 yards rushing. Not the greatest night on the uh, not the greatest night for a quarterback, but definitely not a whiff. So I so I also uh, told Golden uh, had Golden Tate uh, come with me. Uh, Golden Tate, what was it like o- over a hundred yards in a TD? I believe he had a great game. He had a great yeah, game. I think he, I think I think he was I think he was like he was a top. I think he was the the third the second or third uh, receiver in the standard leagues for overall. He was, yeah. he was a step. So I don't know his style off the top of my head, but he he did you you did you did indeed nail it. I think he had just under 100 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think he scored twice. Yeah. Well, anyway, person, he sliced it. Anyway, so it was a great game. Yeah. Well, another person who also had two touchdowns was somebody that I told you guys to sit, and his name was Kyle Rudolph. Now, in terms of yardage, four receptions. I think it was like 16 yards, something like that. Oh, two oh it was. It was such a such a weaselly line. Such like I mean that that first it, touchdown it, it you has cannot to be a whiff too like I'm I, I'm in you, no other position oh, but to call it 100%, a whiff. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But you you cannot convince me that that first touchdown that Kirk Cousins was not trying to throw it out of the back of the end zone, trying not oh, trying to throw yeah. it away because that was an accident. Like, like that was the exact that was the opposite of Russell, that Russell Wilson Tyler Lockett play against the Rams when Wilson threw that absolute dime on the on the end and, and the side of the end zone and Lockett dragged his toes. Like that was like Wilson tr- in- intended to do that. Kirk Cousins was trying to throw it away. It just happened to be such a wounded duck that Kyle Rudolph was able to catch it. And yeah. to Kyle Rudolph's credit, it was a hell of a catch. Oh but- yeah, well Kyle Rudolph is a workhorse. That man is going to give you hundred and ten percent of his effort, even if his yeah. leg is hanging off. And, and he also deserves a ton of credit because he has been a. At, been completely ignored in the passing game this season. So he's adapting to a new role. He's been asked to block a lot more in this offense with Kevin in Kevin Stefanski's offense, and he's accepted it beautifully. I mean, there's a lot of guys because Ru- Rudolph is. I mean, he, not that he's never, not that he's always, always like been a, exclusively a pass catcher, but and he and he's blocked in certain situations. But he's he's been a, heavily involved in the passing game in the past, and it has not been there this season. And the fact that he has taken uh, uh, his role change in stride speaks a lot to his character because you don't get a whole hell of a lot of that in the NFL. Yeah, no. Rob Gronkowski was also somebody, you know, it was mainly due to health, but he was also, he also saw a much larger blocking role as opposed to a receiving role in his last year in New England. And but, was, but that being said, but, but, but again, Gronkowski, though, but like, but Gronkowski was always like heavily involved with the blocking, though. Very true because I mean, he was a great blocker. Like, that's such an underrated part of his game. And, and, and also, yeah, I mean, I mean, was it though? Was it underrated? Because well, I mean, Gronkowski of all everybody the, just wants to talk about the Gronk catches, about like you know him making crazy yeah. moss, moss grabs over people. When, when it, I feel like it was like only New England fans who truly appreciated how he could. Yeah, set. and that's fair enough. But I, I think it might be the reason that I think it's uh, that I'm like doubting why it was an underrated part of his game is because because I live here and I hear about his blocking friggin' every. As just as much as the pass catching ability and the and the matchup problem he is in the and passing you're game, who chooses to not be a Patriots fan despite the fact we well, live? No, well, that's that's fair. Okay, again, fair enough. You got me. It's the truth. <laughs> but um, that's a that, that's irrelevant in this situation. I'm I'm simply saying that um, because I live in this area and I and I listen to the talk radio and I do and I talk and obviously I, I have so many people talk so many. I'm surrounded by Patriots fans. I hear that all the time. Mark Gronkowski's blocking, and again, it's true. 
he's an exceptional blocker. I just don't, but I, I'm just stating that I think as being a product of being in that of and is why I don't think it's his blocking is undersold. Maybe right, on a national well, scale. We'll see. All right. Well, tell me more about some guys you think are not and are are undersold in your hits and whiffs. Okay, my hit, my hit was uh, very easy because I had an absolutely miserable week last week. But my hit was uh, starting the Ravens defense. Now that that is a huge shocker. Um, that the yeah, Ryan Finley and that Bengals offense really not really not uh, not doing well. Not doing well at all. So, yeah, the Ravens uh, – You got to give credit to Ryan Finley. He managed to get a touchdown. There were some there were some drives where he looked a little bit poised, but as soon as that rush came in, like just like any other mid-round rookie, he didn't know what to do. Yeah, and again, it doesn't help that he's got the worst offensive line of football in front of him. I'm surprised he only got managed, sacked twice. Still managed a touchdown. He did, and he somehow miraculously only got sacked twice, despite the fact mm-hmm. he was under siege the entire game, which is pretty pretty impressive. So, but regardless, the two sacks, they had a pick, two fumble recoveries, and two scores. It was a, it was an absolute field day the Ravens defense had against the Bengals, which is not a huge surprise. Uh, now, my whiff, I had plenty to choose from. Now, you could say, simply because I, I went on and on and on about how he was going to blow it, I would be sitting Kirk Cousins would be the whiff. That's, that, that's a good point. And while I was stunned that he was – that 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 he put together a pretty good game. I was even more stunned that Drew Brees put together such a mediocre game. It's, yeah. I, oh damn it! So, I was just gonna, I, I was just gonna no. say, like, but, but Chris, it was against a really good team, though, right? <laughs> it was Drew, Drew Brees. Oh yeah, were you referring to Cousins or Brees? I was referring to Brees. Oh yeah, but, I mean that Atlanta Falcons you're team. You're they, they my sarcasm. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm here for. Stepping on jokes. Mm-hmm. Um. But Drew Brees, I mean, the fact the Falcons hadn't won since week two. They lost it was six or seven in a row. Um, the game was at home, and Drew Brees. And now, to be fair, he did he have a terrible game? No, but it was wildly, wildly average. Two hundred eighty-seven yards, no touchdowns, no takeaways for Drew Brees. That that's a disaster against the Atlanta effing Falcons, especially who, after who, Teddy Bridgewater had like two two, inter, two like two uh, touchdowns no. game. And it, it made no sense. This time it made absolutely no sense because he he ruined ruined who the oh, the Cardinals before the bye. Yeah, he he had like four touchdowns and like a pick. He destroyed them in his first game back. So you're like naturally no. So you're like oh like uh, they're still at home. They're at the Superdome. They're gonna kill Atlanta. Then he comes out and puts together that and, and they and they lose big, which is just I shot and last week was a wild wild week. That that's what happened. No, and. You play down to a, to a lesser team is they're, they're they're the ones who are going to be overly prepared. They're the ones who are going to be playing yeah. for something. You know the the Falcons yep. have nothing left to lose. They could Dan Quinn is a coach. Yeah, well, no, no, he he knows that his seat his, his seat's not hot. His seat's just not even there anymore. He's just like I'm good. You can take that away. I I, I get it. Yeah, he needs to give the fact that Arthur Blank hasn't pulled the trigger. On firing him yet, it's just staggering. But I, I think I think it's one of those Gus. I think it's a Gus Bradley situation. Even though Gus Bradley did get the boot, you know, eventually, I think they're trying to handle this as like this is a guy who did a lot of good things for our organization. We don't want to present ourselves as being, you know, ungrateful. But you also twenty eight to three. Just imagine the leash that he would have gotten if Kyle Shanahan actually decided to run the ball in the second half against the Patriots. Oh my God. That would have been crazy. Quinn, I mean, Quinn, I mean, literally the exact same thing could have happened. And then Quinn would still be here for the next five years. Be there, I should say. Um, but uh, yeah, well, of all the of all the outcomes last weekend, and last week was a wild, wild week. I mean, underdogs were just winning across the board. But that was the outcome that stunned me the most. Of all, like, like, I, I go, like, I'm still flabbergasted that that game, that that uh, game went the way it did. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a lot of people in the uh, in the uh, the Houdat Nation are also yeah. pretty dis- 
on the gambling community. If you bet, if if you had, if you bet on the Falcons last week, congratulations. You, your your bookie or the casino you bet at must be very very sad because those odds must have been insane. Yeah, or your legs are broken and you're in a shallow grave. Because <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, that's also possible. That's also possible. Yeah, that's also possible. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we, we don't have we don't have the, 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 the sports book is not legal here in Massachusetts, yeah, which is which is stupid. So Charlie Baker, you know, uh, legalize that, dude. You, you lose all this business yeah. in Rhode Island. Come on, Rhode yeah, Island. Exactly. Oh, like, Charlie like, Baker, you are not my stardom this week, Mr. Exactly. Baker. You are going to be my sit-up until you bring sports gambling to Massachusetts. You and bastard. bring back vaping. It's that too. I don't yeah. even vape, but bring it back. I don't vape either. <laughs> bring it back, Charlie. But anyway. yeah, but I mean, I mean, it, it wasn't an explicably stupid decision. I really don't understand it, but uh, that's, that's fine. Um, I bet the vaping industry wish I had some lobbyists right about now. Because um, this would never happen. Uh, I love, I love, I love, uh, I love money. Love, love corporations. They're fun. Uh, anyways, my money is uh, on. Corporations are really cool. Yep. Yeah. Oh, corporations. When has capitalism ever failed us? Moving on. Stardom. I, I can't think of a single one. Situation. Exxon yes. Mobil is looking out for us all, man. <laughs> Enron. This is a foot finish yeah. football podcast, right? I think we were going to talk we're about quarterbacks, but I think now it's just going to be okay. like a political economic podcast. And of course, and I, 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 uh, with my, yes, and I also have a wealth of knowledge on the subject. I mean, boy, I mean, if you, if you think I don't know much about football, wait until you hear me talk about those subjects. All right. So one stock that is trending up, I'm going to tell you to buy Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo versus Arizona. Um, Arizona, pretty middling secondary, not the, not the worst, but I also think Jimmy G is going to look to rebound. Uh, yeah, he, he's he's going to look to rebound from a game that everybody overtime game on his shoulders. They were like, "This is the test. This is the test to see is Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, the franchise at some field kicker can't put him through. You know, he should have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twenty passes." were dropped. I think Jimmy has a lot to prove that, that in this might game. Be, I think, that might be too generous. I, yeah, I think the 49ers absolutely blow out Arizona this week. And uh sit on I mean yeah. Sit yeah, on I mean they, they, um, they I mean they had Yeah what sorry. Uh, no I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that plus Garoppolo will probably be hungry in addition to what uh, obviously the hunger from last week's loss. He'll also because like he'll also be hungry to prove that what Arizona's creeping back into the game in the fourth quarter uh two weeks ago, which is a fluke. Mm-hmm Absolutely. Now, a stock that uh, certain you guys should be uh, buying. I'm going to say Sam Darnold versus the Redskins. That is a trap game. Uh, Sam Darnold. I think he's going to get really bullied by that uh, by Montez Sweat uh, by and by a plethora of other players on that Redskins D line. And I don't think this is going to be a good game for Le'Veon Bell. And I'll get to that a little bit later. Oh boy, down on the Jets. I don't. I don't know. You. You. You're a silly goose. Down. I mean, I mean they did. They they won the battle of the Meadowlands weeks the last week, and Sam Darnold. As Sam Darnold said, they're still in the hunt. They're still in the hunt. If they went out, magic can happen. Exactly, not mathematically limited yet, though. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Gase Gase Gase. Save your job. 
Um, actually, it doesn't even matter. You guys, you guys can well, lose now. The Jets, the, no, the, 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 the word is already uh, out. They're going to be. I know that was. They're giving him another. Year. I know. I know that was a joke, which is which is even funnier because. But uh, I heard a good conspiracy this uh, theory this morning though from Albert Breer, is that apparently Woody Johnson is going to take the is Woody Johnson is going to take the team back over next summer. He's going to resign from his uh, post in the uh, in the Trump administration, and take the team, team back take the team back over. So they're saying that. Oh, that, what's it called? Or something like that. To is, England, is correct. Uh, you got yeah, it. Is, is you he, got it. He's so, finally getting out of this dumpster fire of an administration. Uh, it's, that seems to be the report. Yes. That is the word out. And apparently Woody Johnson wants to pick his own guy. So he's apparently going to give Gase another year simply so he can fire him and pick his own guy. No, that's fine. Because, like, it's, really it's a stupid. Gase is going to, Gase is going to lead you to a high draft pick. If, if he, if he somehow does magic and gets it all together next year, that's great. If he doesn't, <laughs> he gets another draft pick. Exactly. So Woody Johnson can fulfill his destiny and hire, I don't know, like Ben McAdoo or something, whoever the whoever his genius head coach should uh, he'll pick some fucking dank, his own dank. Just like uh, his brother his brother his his brother three African American coaches will be hired this offseason. Uh, I we'll see. I mean I, I mean who who do you, who do you think who do you think besides uh the enemy? But um so right now uh, there's um God, I I literally read this article just the other day. There was a coach that the Jets wanted to hire, Gase, um, who was uh, was African-American. There's an assistant on on the Bears um, as well, and there's an assistant uh, under Anthony Lynn. Um, I I honestly wish I I could pull their names up right now, but I was was reading, like, you know, on the list of potential head coaching targets. And, yeah, I I think this will be happening next season. So it's – of course, you're referring to Vance Joseph. Uh, He's going to – Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, no, he he was definitely one person though that people um like him and Steve. No, 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 Steve Kimes. Steve Kimes. Sorry, was was one person that people thought didn't get the fair shakes because he didn't. He wasn't allowed to hire the staff that he wanted. Oh, Steve Wilkes. Uh, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. He was hired by the Cardinals. No, it's understandable because he was Steve Kimes was his boss in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Yes. All right. So the gesture the. Uh, before the enemy over Adam Gase, the fact that the fact that the enemy didn't get a job last year after what he did with Mahomes is garbage. And Andy Reid is the best coaching tree of any NFL head coach right now. So not giving a Reid guy a uh, chance over a retread moron like Adam Gase is stupid. So you deserve to fail, Jets. Anyways, um, we have uh, my starting quarterback this week, a guy who um, many people thought was going to fail, but so far he's proven them wrong. Uh, as at the quarterback says, that'd be uh, Mr. Lamar Jackson. I have him start. I mean, like, I mean, Lamar Jackson is just special, and I think what that I think that uh, that matchup between the Tech really, really, really exciting. I think I think I think there's, I think there's game of the year buzz there, and you guys, I almost picked Deshaun Watson because I really think I think it's going to be a, a true back and forth battle. But Lamar Jackson has been absolutely on fire from a fantasy perspective over the last few weeks, and even though Deshaun the Texans' Watson, run defense is not bad, Deshaun Watson yeah, is yeah, a better quarterback. He, he's just a better pocket quarterback, a better passer. Like, don't get me wrong. I he's, love Lamar Jackson. I love watching him every second I, can, I possibly can. Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback, bar none. Oh, like, for, not even bar none, like, uh, period. period. Uh, uh, no, I, I completely agree. Watson is much more – Watson is, is, is light years ahead of him as a passer for now. I think Jackson's made huge strides this season, but, but Watson, Watson's ridiculous as a passer. Watson's I think, is an incredible passer. Jackson is, is, is getting there, but he's not quite there yet. But I think Jackson, particularly with fantasy, Jackson obviously is a better runner 
And I think that will help him out in this shootout of a match. I mean, very well could be. I wouldn't be surprised as well about picking Lamar Jackson simply because he's been absolutely lights out from a fantasy. I mean, lights out in real life as well, but in, in fantasy, the last few weeks, been an absolute monster. So I expect that to continue again, in, in, against a, Houston, a very beatable Houston defense. Um, well, my, if he keeps on running, he might find his lights out in the Mason Rudolph sense. So. Ah, ha, 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 ha. It, it, this isn't even, that's not even a joke about last week either. Like, remember when Mason Rudolph got literally knocked the F out by two guys and just like you saw him like die like on field. That would that, that oh. would have happened last night if Miles Garrett hit harder. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, my sit him this week is Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff's playing like a hot garbage. And while I do expect the Rams to beat the Bears this week, they and their pass defense is one of the best in the league still. And Goff, um, if the Bears get any pressure on him at all, he'll poop his pants. So I, I expect Goff to have an absolutely terrible game and the Rams to win uh, on the defensive side of the ball when Trubisky turns the ball over 19 times. So, I, I, so yeah, Goff, yeah, no, uh, not this week. All right. I mean, yeah, horrible game. I, mean, I mean, Goff was so bad. Golf's performance against Pittsburgh last week was one of the worst. I mean, like that was awful, just awful, 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 awful. Believe I feel me, bad for anybody who's starting. Every week in fantasy, I don't me, I now. Know. He's now off of both my teams that I couldn't be happier uh, that I had him on. Uh, anyways, my start for running back is uh, Josh Jacobs against that uh, vaunted Bengals defense. Jacobs has two consecutive 100-yard games. And I expect that to continue against the Bengals, uh, whatever the Bengals are calling their run defense these days. I mean, obviously, you saw what Lamar Jackson did to them last week. Uh, obviously, do I expect uh, Jacobs to spin three guys out and get a touchdown this week? No, but I expect I do expect him to find the end zone in a more traditional fashion, uh, at least once, and get and, and have it put together his third consecutive hundred yard game. Um, my sitem is Alvin Kamara. I mean, he looked. I mean, he's still banged up. He didn't, he didn't really do a whole hell of a lot against Tampa last week. And that's sorry, not Tamp. No, my bad. They played Atlanta last week. Um, and he, I don't think the, Tampa's run defense is incredible. And I don't, and he's still showing signs of the injury is hampering him still. So I just think, I think that's a terrible, he might do a little bit of the passing game, but as a runner, I think he's going to get absolutely neutralized by that, that highly, highly underrated Tampa run defense, even though they are one of the best in the league. And they, 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 I don't feel, you don't, I don't, I don't feel they get, they get uh, referenced a lot. Because yeah, Tampa's no, been crap this no, year. Vita, Vita Vea may as well be a brick wall for running backs this season. The only thing about Alvin yeah. Kamara that, that you got to say is a lot of teams are kind of kind of built around him, and in the, in the same way a lot of teams are built around Pat Mahomes. So the the idea of sitting Alvin Kamara just might not click in a lot of people's heads. And no, no that's, and, and, that's one of those things you need to deal with. Yeah, and again, and again, the way uh, for people who have not heard the show anymore, the the way that I approach this segment is not necessarily in the traditional starter system sense. I kind of just like – I for my stardom, that's who I think is like the top – going to be the top player at the respective position this week. And my sit is kind of like who I think is going to be the biggest disappointment at said position for the week. So Kamara, I, I understand, particularly with the depth of running back, you're probably not going to sit Kamara this week unless you have – or unless you're loaded at the position. But I think Kamara is going to be – put up dis- at disappointing numbers this week. All right, all right. One person that I don't think is going to be putting up any disappointing numbers – and this is a little hard for me to admit. I'm going to tell you guys to start Miles Sanders versus the New England Patriots. Uh, Sanders has been oh, looking no. really good, oh. especially in his game. And the New England Patriots are very vulnerable uh, to running backs who can get to the outside uh, and, and who are adapting the passing game. I think they're going to be able to shut this team down uh, just about every other phase, but I think Miles Sanders is going to have himself a pretty good game. 
Uh, I, I'm surprised that you pick Sanders simply because he's been way more effective as a pass catcher. I mean, I know Jordan Howard's banged up this week, but I think I think any running back on the team is going to have a good game this week. Well, well, Howard's. Well, that, well, that, well, that, well, that's the thing. I think his pass pass catching ability is going to be the X factor, and I don't think um, I, I don't think that uh, Bill Belichick is very. Pass catching backs are his big are his big weakness. You know, he he often tries to take out you know uh, like yeah. the best player on on the best player on your team. Often the best player on your team tends to be a wide receiver, tends to be a tight end, tends to be a running back. Miles Sanders is not exactly the RB one. He's kind of be the RB two, RB one A. So I don't think I don't think he's going to be a main focus of Bill Belichick's uh, defensive scheme. So I think that's going to open up a lot of holes for him. Again, but, I, but this, Miles that, Sanders. But, Last week, Miles Sanders was my five-year fantasy keeper. I absolutely believe this kid is going to be a stud. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's. I mean, the, the early returns have been great, particularly as a pass catcher. And I think you bring up a good point with I think with Belichick honing in on the top target because I think uh, Zach Ertz. I think he's going to. I think he's going to pay a lot of attention to him, particularly after what he particularly after he's but he's particularly after what he did against the Bears before the bye. Um, he finally got off the snide, but. Uh, Philly also doesn't have a lot of the receivers have been terrible this year, and also Jeffrey might not play on Sunday, so I think I think I don't think he's going to forget about Sanders. But uh, anyways, that's it. Sure, sure, your pick's not mine. Yeah, man. So uh, anyway, for me, this is another guy that I don't think some people's brains will even allow them to uh, keep on the bench. But I'm going to say sit Le'Veon Bell versus the Redskins. The Redskins, one of these teams that. Only saving grace, just like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is that defensive line. I think they're going to make it really hard for the Jets. Sneaky to run. I think that I think Adam Gase is going to try to make Sam Donald throw this game to victory, um, but hey, again, we'll see. Le'Veon Bell might very of uh, passing uh, targets, but at the same time, I don't think he's going to be running between the tackles or even outside the tackle. Probably not. Wide, moving on to wide receivers, here's hey Chris. Guess what? Somebody first. What? This is the Dolphins. Brown. Yeah. So Come start, again. What? John, start John. On Brown versus the Dolphins, I think Josh Allen's going to throw all over this defense. Despite the fact that Fitz Magic has been sizzling a little bit late lately, I don't think that Magic is going to last much further into the second quarter than it has been the last couple of weeks. John Brown, he's only going to get get four or five receptions in total. Let's be honest. But the thing is, though, he might average for like a hundred, uh, like hundred and seven yards and two touchdowns, just because. Is Josh Allen a good quarterback? No, objectively not. But the thing is, though, he has an arm and he has the playmakers who are just good enough to put themselves into position, particularly Cole Beasley, to keep the ball moving. Uh, Devin Singletary has also been a, also been a great uh, part of that offense. But yeah, start John Brown. I think he's going to be the shining light for that uh, for that offense going in there. But and sit Kenny Galladay for the Lions. Just don't, not liking the matchup. No, 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 no respect for the uh, Dolphins winning two games in a row. Oh no, not at all. No, the red hot Miami Dolphins. That's that's, that's very very uh, rude. Uh, but anyway, Brown's also been making. Yeah, the Dolphins aren't out of it, man. The Dolphins aren't no, out. Of no, it. it's just like the Jets. They're ahead of the Jets right now. You didn't hear fl- if but they you, you beat didn't. The Jets, if they beat the Jets, that'll be perfect. Again, again, that would be hysterical. If the, I mean the Dolphins are going to get the sixty, we all know it. Oh, yeah. um, come on. That's a, that's a foregone conclusion. Uh, anyway, so my receivers, my star. This is going to be a huge shocker. Uh, for the second straight week, I'm picking Michael Thomas. Uh, yeah, Michael Thomas has been absolutely unbelievable this season. Uh, particularly if you are in any league that uh, with PPR, uh, he has not gotten less than eighty-nine yards in any of his last five games, and I think that streak's going to continue against this absolutely wretched Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. I mean, I think he's just going to eat, 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 and eat some more. It's going to be—he's going to be like he's at the Golden Corral down <laughs> down there, down there. And I—I I don't know—I don't know if the game's at the Superdome. I think it's in Tampa. Golden Corral. But, uh, 
But I, I, I agree with Liam. Uh, no, I have not. I've only been to the South a couple times. I have not. I have not been to the Golden Corral while I was there, <laughs> which is a damn shame. I, I, I have not. You don't want to go. That's a complete lie. Deion Sanders has been selling on me for years. Oh, I guess if Dion says it, though. <laughs> exactly. If it's good enough for primetime, it's good enough for me. Um, anyways, my, I agree with Liam. I said it was Kenny Galladay. Uh, Kenny Galladay did not do a whole hell of a lot against the Bears last week. He had uh, one nice play on a 45-yard touchdown. That was most of his yards of the entire day. And I don't think Galladay will be as fortunate this week with Jeff Driscoll again under center against a very good Cowboy secondary. It's just, yeah, it's just like, nah, not a fan. Not a fan of the matchup at all, as Liam said. All right, all right. And moving on to tight ends. Chris, how are you feeling? Um, I'm going on a limb this week. I initially had Travis Kelsey that I was like, nope, you know what? I'm I'm not no, I'm not I'm not gonna be a let, 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 let's uh let's get a little spicy with this pick. <laughs> so I, I didn't go full Liam. I didn't I didn't pick like Ricky Seals Jones or something, <laughs> but uh or like or friggin' uh Jacob Hollister on a bye week or, or something of that nature. <laughs> or exactly, exactly, or Foster Moreau. Um, but I did pick Jared Cook, speaking of ex-Oakland Raiders. Uh, Cook had a nice game. Finally, finally injuries, finally appears to shake it off. He had 70, 73 yards, I think, last week against the Falcons. And as I just mentioned, your secondary is absolute ass. So I think Cook – I, I think, think Cook, they also got even worse. They got even worse by trading away their best quarterback, Vernon Hargraves. Well, they cut him because he was – was Vernon Hargraves really their best corner? If he, if he was, that's yeah. just a sad state of affairs yeah, down there. Well, I'd say, I'd say yeah. dude, Jameel Dean had a really good game for them last week against Arizona. Ooh. So I think the rookie – the rookie, they, the, the, Jameel Dean had a kid out of Auburn. I think they took him the third round, but maybe the second. But regardless, I think – I mean, he he had – that's the first time I've heard about a Tampa corner doing anything positive this year. So I'm just going to say by default he's their best corner. And also says Hargraves isn't there anymore. Uh, one of the one of the great busts of the last few years – Vernon Hargraves, absolute garbage, man. I thought he was going to be great. Uh, that did not pan out. But, um, yeah, anyways, Cook, Tampa. I mean, Cook's, I think, the, the default number two uh, passing option with with Alvin Kamara banged up. So, I think he should have a, himself a nice afternoon against the uh, the Yuccaneers secondary. Mm-hmm. And my sit is my sit is Darren Fels. Um, now, Darren Fels has been – Darren Fells had um has been has basically been useless when he doesn't score. Now now, now listen to this. Darren Fells um for the season has 31 receptions, 245 yards and six touchdowns. And with oh, in only one game this year where he did not score, did he do well at all? He had six catches and 69 yards ironically, which is his best yardage total of the entire season. A game he did not score against the Chiefs back in week 6. Uh, however, I think Fells has been playing with fire the entire season. And before the bye, he had one against the Jags. He had one reception, one catch, one touchdown. I think the fantasy gods are due to punish him after that. Absolute, like the fact that he, after him putting together an absolutely bust. Like de- uh, yeah, the fact that he the fact that he got so fortunate with such a garbage stat line by score. He's salvaging an absolute crap game with a TD. I think he's just due for an absolute flop. I guess the Ravens and the Ravens are also in the bottom ten and allowing fantasy points to tight ends. The fantasy gods, the fantasy gods don't punish players. They they punish those who who start the players, man. So if you started yeah. Fells and you got you're, those you're points, done. Yeah, then then you're yeah. done. Well, that's like what Fells, but Fells don't care about the players themselves. Nah, but Fell, I mean, I agree. Eh, I'm not I'm not so sure about that, but I, I think that Fells. Um, is is a, a weekly T one because of how a dire of the position of the a stat, a state the position is at the moment, and I think that 
because he's so heavily started and relied upon, I think that he is due to due to absolutely have a faceplant week this week. I, I should say he's due to have a faceplant, and I th- I believe it's going to be this week. He's his face is going to hit the ground so hard he's going to look like Al yeah. Davis's haircut, just just exactly. totally flat and ugly and just shouldn't from the grave. I, well, Mark he's, Davis is a beautiful man, and I won't stand for that slander. Mark Davis, God damn. Anyway, moving on to my tight ends. Uh, I got a thing for the I got a thing for the Tylers this week. I'm gonna tell you guys to start Tyler Eifert versus the Raiders with a uh, good old Finley uh, throwing to him. Hopefully he doesn't yeah into a million pieces or something like that as he's prone we'll to. See. However, young quarterbacks do tend to rely on tight ends, especially on short post routes. So in PPR league, mm. I, w- I would say Tyler Eifert might might be a good play. Sit Tyler Higby versus the Bears like. Uh, like Chris has been saying, Jared Goff has not been playing his uh, his best football. The Bears aren't exactly kind to tight ends, so I don't think uh, the first ever pick for Sean McVay in this case is going to have a great game. He 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 may get more opportunities. Gerald Everett is currently questionable, so there might might be Higby might be getting the uh, might be sliding into that starting role this week. That's very true. Anyway, for anyway for flex options, I'm going to tell you guys to start Cole Beasley versus the Dolphins. For none other than the fact that Cole Beasley averages about nine points a game, and it's against the Dolphins, so that's there that. Cole Beasley, Beautiful. he he rides my bench so much. I mean, every single week he's just waving up there with nine points, ten points, nine points, ten points. Like that's so, a sign, Liam. Yeah, solid performer. Um, sit him first for for uh, flex for flexers. Christian Kirk versus the 49ers. Uh, not a whole lot of firepower on that uh, on that Arizona defense, and I think that. Uh, and especially with David Johnson partially banged up, um, still kind of you know coming back from injury, I think uh, Shanahan's going to look to shut down that number one receiving option for Kyler Murray, especially after Murray had a pretty good week last week. Yeah, well, you know who else had a pretty good week? Christian Kirk with his three touchdowns. Well, exactly. And shut down that. Number yeah. Option. By the way, thank you for not playing him. In, yeah, in shut the our matchup because that no, it was beautiful, Liam. Thank you because he's got his he got he got his uh, hundred and thirty something yards and three yeah. scores. Yeah, so thank you. I'm very thank proud. you, Liam. Your generosity knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, uh, considering your generosity knowing no bounds, uh, my flex uh, starter, uh, Mr. James White for the New England Patriots. Obviously, James White has had a relatively quiet year by his uh, standards this year. He's obviously been a solid contributor, but he hasn't really pop pop popped in the way that he usually does i think that all changes this week the philadelphia eagles i have like no secondary i'm not even confident they have enough people to, to feel the secondary and i think that james white will go out there and absolutely ruin lives this week i think i'm, I'm, ta- I'm talking double digit catches baby and and, and, and and a trip to the end zone all right now i can't believe who you're telling me to sit <laughs> yeah sit him so um as I, I I may I don't even think I mentioned it who I actually had to play last week. I know I sorry I did mention it on the show last week, but for a reminder for who I had to play in Liam and I's matchup uh, was one of these gentlemen. It was Ty Johnson of the Lions and the guy that I'm choosing for a sit in this week that'd be Kalen Ballage of the Dolphins. Uh, while the volume is there, the uh, he's useless. I mean, literally, he's tiny. I mean, like he was a workhorse back last week and he still managed to get like 45 yards. I mean, the Bills have an ex- have a vulnerable run defense but i'm not i'm not confident kalen ballage can expose anybody i'm not even entirely sure if that's if that's his fault because the dolphins line is so bad but he just he the dude stinks and unless he unless he manages to steal a touchdown i think he's going to be absolutely friggin' useless so unless you have absolutely nobody to plug into a flex or a running back situation don't play kalen ballage just don't do it 
I kept him on my roster because I wasn't confident James Conner wasn't going to get hurt again. And he gets that he's and in the interim he's touching the ball a lot, so that's better than nothing. But he sucks. Mm-hmm. Just like Mason Rudolph. All right, now the guys who really lose their legs, as opposed to everybody no. else who doesn't use their legs. There's no, yeah, you're right. No one else in the NFL uses legs besides. It's kickers. all just a bunch uh, of torsos. Exactly, just a bunch Except of people. For the kickers. Hopping around, hopping around. So yes, uh, for so these uh, these brave legless um, people, brave legged people, I should say, mm-hmm. in the league full of legless people. Um, onto them. So my kicker, my starter kicker, Josh Lambos. I think Josh Lambos had an excellent season so far this year, and I think that that the uh, this is a big return of Nick Foles. So I think Nick Foles is going to have a lot of rust going on, and that Colts defense obviously is is okay, but not great. So I think there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of lot of uh, stuttering drives out, a lot of points scored, and a lot of Lambo field goals. And I'm sticking to that game with my sit-em because I now where I trust Josh Lambeau a lot in a shootout. I think Adam Vinatieri. I think the Colts are going to score points, but there's a problem. I think Vinatieri is going to whiff extra points. I think he's going to whiff field goals. I think he's going to be. I mean, the poor guy. I mean, Hall of Famer or the best one of, if not the best kicker to ever do it. But I think the end is finally come for Vinatieri. He's been a shell of himself this season, and he's going to hang it up after this year. I think it's inevitable. But I think he's been he's been quite bad this year, and I think that will continue against the Jags this Sunday. That's unfortunate. Do you think this is the end of, of of Adam of Adam Vinatieri, or can we possibly see him on the New England Patriots come playoff time? Inevitably <laughs> <laughs> release him. Oh, that would be tremendous for you, for the <laughs> poor Patriots fans who are who think their kickers currently are causing them pain. Yeah. Uh, imagine Adam Vinatieri, who is old and has been kicking in a dome for about fifteen years now, and uh, yeah, unleash him and yeah. Let's just say if Adam Vinatieri tried to do the snowball today, it wouldn't uh, the snow uh, it wouldn't the, the snow kick would not happen again. <laughs> I wouldn't have the same results. Anyway, uh, for my guys with the legs, I'm going to tell you guys to start Harrison Bucker versus the LA Chargers. Uh, Harrison Bucker's been having a really good season. He's come through a whole lot for me on two of he's, two out of three. He's been absurd three the last few weeks. Oh, yeah. He's been absurd. And exactly. And uh, the LA Chargers, good, uh, pretty good offense, even better defense. You know, you got the Bosa and Ingram coming in. I think that I think there's going to be more than a few st- uh, stalled out drives, even with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, in, and especially like a quarterback with Patrick Mahomes, you're also going to have uh, plenty of extra points to be kicked too. I, I'm going to say between 15 and 18 points for Mr. Bucker in this Plus, one. Plus, you have and, that higher elevation in Mexico City. Absolutely. And also, I'm going to tell you guys to sit Adam Vinatieri. I'm agreeing with Chris on this one. Uh, also, mainly, it's it's the Jaguars. Um, that defense is pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously not as good as they are in years past, but I just don't think there's going to be a whole lot of field goal opportunities. I th- I do think the Colts could still win this game, but I think it'll be a lot more extra I do point too. Duty. I do too, but I don't. Yeah, a lot more extra point duty for Adam Vinatieri in this one. We'll see. I'll probably whiff those two. <laughs> we'll see. Now, moving on to defenses, the last, last position group of the night. I'm going to tell you guys, uh, I almost said start the Bills, but then I noticed that I'm not, I wasn't the only one in this podcast to say start the Bills. So I'm going to say start start the Vikings versus the Broncos uh, against, against baby hands McGee. Um, yeah, not not a lot to say, but like the Broncos, they, they've pulled off two wins. They might finish this season four and 12 if they're lucky. But uh, I think the Vikings are playoff bound, and Kirk Cousins. It's good. This is going to be the one out of three years he earns that paycheck. Yeah. All right, and sit him. This is. I'm going. This is another potential trap game. Panthers versus the Falcons. I think I feel it in my bones. Matt Ryan's going to throw all over this offense. You, I'll throw all over that so, defense. So you, so you, you think the Atlanta Falcons are going to build up a hot streak? So, so yep. you're, you, you think Dan Quinn is saving his job right yep. now? 
Here yeah. it comes. I'm not. I'm not saying he's saving his job. Quinn. 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 Yeah. No. That. That's not. <laughs> you, well, you, you don't want to join the chant, Liam. You don't want to. No. You, you don't want to help. How much is he paying you? So uh, yeah. about thirty k. Okay. So you. So you're not doing a rugby thing tomorrow. You're in Atlanta. You're at. You're in Flowery Branch. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Dan, yeah, Dan Quinn is actually going to give you like, like a, a special assist. You're going to have one, the job that Hugh Jackson had with the Bengals last year. You're currently getting that with the Falcons. Just the quality control. Yeah, like the magic. Like the, yeah, basically like guy who gets to stand in the sidelines and go to the meetings and not do anything. That's going right. to be that's going to be your job. Dan Quinn the, defender. While, while in the process of ruining every yeah. prior relationship he, from his former from his former job. Exactly. Paid stooge for Dan Quinn. Exactly. <laughs> now, how, how about you? Who, who's paying you to start him, sit him in defenses? Uh, the Buffalo Bills gave me a, a, a couple of fat stacks this week. I think, um, you know, well, well, the Ryan, Fitzpat- Ryan Fitzpatrick will, m- might be looking to seek revenge against his former team. I don't think it's going to work all that well for him this week. And uh, plus, the Bills defense didn't have they. They could have done a lot. I mean, well, they did do have some great goal line defense against the Browns last week. I think that they, if they, they could have made a couple more plays and won that game. So I think they're going to be hungry to stick it to the to go down to uh, Hard Rock Stadium down there and stick it to Fitzmet. Plus, they're not going to overlook the Red Hot Dolphins. You can't. I mean, that would be a mistake. I think they're going to come down there with a chip on their red shoulders, ready, ready to kill fit and put an end to this wacky Fitz Magic streak that has led to two straight wins for the Dolphins. And to wrap it up again, we're talking a real. I'm taking. I'm going on a real limb with my last pick. Oh yeah, my sim is is the uh, L.A. Chargers against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, Mahomes is a hard guy. Basically, a Mahomes led offense is really just a bad fantasy play. As even as well, the Chargers defense has turned a corner in the last few weeks. But I just I think that that uh, like Fitz Magic, I, I think their hot streak will come to an end when they run into the buzzsaw that is the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Particularly uh, in that in that high elevation, weird things happen down there so nah all right all right all right that seems like the end of stardom situm chris any final thoughts yeah um shame on the pittsburgh steelers for trotting james connor back out there the guy was not healthy you put him out there like you had if you had rested him this week there was another 10 days until they played the bengals plus he wouldn't have been able to re-aggravate the injury against the Bengals like he did last night because the Bengals wouldn't have been able to tackle him. Now, see, the Browns had a couple guys that could that – could, but Miles Garrett, before he was knocking people out, trying to knock people out, he could he could tackle, and they have other guys that can tackle on that front. Christian Kirksey is yeah, pretty good. Christian Kirksey, Christian Kirksey is out for the season. So, Christian oh. Kirksey cannot be tackling anybody. So, But Joe Schobert had a hell of a game last night. He can make tackles. Um Larry Ogan, Joby can, um, you know, maybe not tackle the defender, but he can tackle uh, offensive lineman after uh, the, his teammate attacks a quarterback. Uh, <laughs> I was going to take as many shots as I can. But yeah, Connor, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. Steelers, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. And now I'm, and this is entirely selfish, by the way, because I have James Connor, as I said, I have James Connor in the league, and I am now face staring down the barrel of the playoffs without. The, with the possibility of James Conner not being there. Yes, I feel like they've been playing with fire the entire – I've been playing with fire the entire season with James Conner. I mean, the guy literally seemed like every freaking game he would leave with some kind of ailment, and now they're actually real and keeping him out. And this is garbage. I'm just saying, when he had a real ailment, you could have kept him up another freaking 10 days and, like, at least – like. and he even said, like, yeah, I'm not 100%. Well, that's fine. You're probably like, but you could have, like, had another freaking 10 days of rest. Also, like, why were you on the injury report, dude? 
Like you, you went from doubtful the two weeks ago to out la- to again doubtful last week to suddenly full in like not even on the injury report in four days. They played on Sunday, been four friggin' days, and they don't put them on the fucking injury report. Like what the hell Are is that? Angry? That's a fuckery. I'm I'm mystified. I'm angry and I'm confused. And shame on you, Steelers. Um, boo. I hope that you don't make the playoffs. I'm not, I, I, and yeah, oh, wow. me. Well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna retroactively take away the fact that I wanted to pick your defense long term for a fantasy <laughs> keeper situation. Now I'm very upset, Mike Tomlin and the Rooney family and Kevin Colbert, the whole damn operation. All right, um, my final thoughts have nothing to do with football. The Mandalorian just came out on Disney Plus, and I'm enjoying that right now as a Star Wars fan. Love seeing this new kind of Star Wars. It's the the, the the show is going to be this, this show is pushing boundaries in ways that Star Wars fans have wanted this, uh, the franchise to be pushed rather than just a bunch of you know fan friendly retcons. So I'm really happy about the direction of this uh, of the, of this series. But uh, on a somewhat unrelated note, um, did you take the notes of the Knives Out trailer to see the no, connections? But, oh yeah, no, no, did, there was there was tons of Easter eggs, dude. I'm pretty sure Anakin yeah. Skywalker returns in Knives Out. I think he's the one who okay, killed. Okay. Him. Now, see, I see, I, I also took notes because obviously Ryan Johnson directed Dives Out and obviously not coming back for Star Wars. But I mean, since he, he's he's a, he's a company man, and he's he he riddled Easter eggs throughout the entire trailer. Now, yeah. I think I discovered one. I think in that in the trailer, I think it's revealed that Ray, daughter of Count Dooku. Wow, <laughs> that's my fan theory. It's very popular. Would watch that actually come to freaking fruition? I hate you forever. But that would be, I mean, who would, I mean, and you can tell me as a Star Wars fan. But to be honest, the advertising of Dives Out has kind of given away the ending, unfortunately. Um, I, 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 so, I'm too stupid to have picked it up. But so, that, so, don't, don't tell me. Right. Don't tell me because I'm dumb. Okay, but, well, anyway. But you can tell me, sorry, before, before we go, I got one more thing to say. Yeah. So as a Star Wars fan, and Attack of the Clones, you say fair enough, is is it's a toss-up between that and Phantom Menace for the, for the, uh, the, one that's held in the lowest regard of the entire series. Oh, absolutely. Oh, lowest regard. I, I would say it's Attack of the Clones, Last Jedi, and then Phantom Menace. Yeah, but Attack of the Clones is is, is considered to be pretty much the bottom of the absolutely. barrel for the franchise. Yeah, that was just like now, horrible, horrible. If you if there was any allusion to Attack of the Clones in the new one, I think that would be like that would be who would be satisfied with that, but like nobody. It would be conceptually attack. There's nothing wrong with attack of the clones conceptually. It's how it was pulled off. It's much, much like the last Jedi. There's a lot of concepts in there that the fans were really happy with. Uh, You know, Sifo Dyas, the the Jedi who ordered the, the creation of the clone army. His story is absolutely great. Um, If you ever want to read Duke Jedi lost, um, like there's, there's a whole lot of backstory on Sifo Dyas there. Um, yeah, I think if I think if there was some callback to that movie, fans, it would very much depend. I think they'd um, mostly be confused. Uh, yeah. well, no, no, well, no, because like uh, it does very like the, the Attack of the Clones. That it leads to the creation of the clone army, and it's very likely that uh, that Palpatine, you know, like the Lost Fleet is coming back from from the EU uh, uh, from the EU okay. time. So th- this is getting into a whole bunch, bunch of deep lore, but yes, I, 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 very I, much though. I, I know very much. I just wanted to make a stupid Count Dooku joke. Yeah, here's the thing: I think Attack of the Clones would make a lot more sense than you might think as a callback film. Okay, 
All right. Well, and maybe if all the lightsabers have scoliosis, then then that'll be we'll, we'll be aware. If Ray like wields a scoliosis, a lightsaber with scoliosis, then yeah. we'll know it's Cal Dooku. Well, we just need the Backstreet Boys back as uh, as a bunch of Jedi extras too. That'll that'll work. That let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Can't wait. December December twentieth. Can't wait. All right. So if, if there's nothing else, then I'd like to thank you folks for listening to the uh, to this earful of fantasy, this episode of the earful of fantasy podcast. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at seven thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook, uh, or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Except we had to do it on Friday because some scheduling conflicts. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you use it to, to subscribe to the earful of fantasy in whatever provider that may be, even Castbox, because this show is no longer on EO, earful of dirt's normal feed. While you're at it, make sure to give us a like on Facebook where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris or on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks, and may the fantasy gods be kind to you unless, of course, you're playing me. Peace out. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats. <laughs>